Hello, and welcome to the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. I'm your host, Leah Pilconis. The 30 plus year alliance between AGC of America and Willis Towers Watson has resulted in one of the country's most rigorous business safety competitions called the AGC Construction Safety Excellence Awards or CSEA for short, sponsored by Willis Towers Watson. AGC member Faith Technologies received the grand prize award at this year's competition. Faith Technologies is a leading electrical planning, engineering, design, and installation contractor headquartered in Menasha, Wisconsin. Today, we have the honor and privilege of speaking with the company's CEO, Mike Jansen, and their VP of Safety, Rocky Roulette. Mike Jansen and Rocky are going to talk about their safety program, their video series called Charged, and share some of their very own best safety practices that hopefully you can use at your company to keep your team safe on the job and at home. We're also going to talk with Willis Towers Watson's construction safety and risk control leader, Mike Friedabel, about an incredible additional benefit to the Safety Excellence Awards. And that is the annual publication of a free document that includes hundreds of safety management best practices gathered from the competing company's submissions. But first things first, kicking us off today will be my colleague Kevin Cannon, Senior Director of AGC's Safety and Health Services. And Kevin's going to give us some background on the CSEA program. So we have a full lineup. A huge thank you to each of our guests for being on ConstructorCast today. I'd like to take a moment and invite each of you to say hello, and please tell us a bit about yourself. Mike Jansen, let's start with you. Hello, Liam. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you today. Uh, I'm Mike Jansen, CEO of Faith Technologies. I've been involved with the industry um, 36 years now, and uh, I'm learning every day. So uh, it's it's uh, it's a privilege to be able to share kind of what we learned over that period of time and and how our mindsets have changed towards safety and productivity and innovation and just some of the great things that I'd love to share with you all today. So thank you. Thanks, Mike. Rocky, can you go next? Yeah, thanks, Lee. Hello, I'm Rocky Rolette. I'm the Vice President of Safety for Faith Technologies um, you know, in, in charge of our overall safety training um, and health programs throughout the organization. And, you know, Really want to discuss today, you know, our, our relationship with AGC and the award process, you know, and we're, we're competitive by nature, you know, and this process over the, each year has helped us get better and better at what we do. You know, when we think we're good, you know, we want to get to great. So utilizing this awards program and listening to other companies and what they do, no matter how big and small they are, uh, to help us, you know, create a better environment for our employees is, is why we do this and, you know, why we we're so passionate about this. So we appreciate appreciate having the opportunity to uh, talk about what we do and what we've learned. Mike Friedabel, your turn. Hi, Leah. My name is Mike Friedabel, and I work with Willis Towers Watson, and I'm the national leader for construction safety and risk control. And uh, Willis Towers Watson, we have over 12,000 contractors nationwide, and I have the privilege of being able to touch a lot of different contractors all over the country from the East Coast to the West Coast to wherever. And it allows me to, to gather the best of the best practices from my normal job. But with the CSEA process, I'm fortunate enough to be 
one of the finalist judges and I had the ability to listen to over 65 contractors um, talk about what they do and how they're doing things to help people go home safely every night. Kevin, your turn. Thank you, Leah. Uh, my name is Kevin Cannon. I'm Senior Director of Safety and Health Services with AGC of America. And, um, you know, this uh, CSEA program, as you mentioned, has been a long-term partnership with Willis, and it's been one of the highlights of my time with AGC over the past 10 years or so. And as Mike said, you know, you get to learn from, you know, what we consider to be the best of the best in the industry. So, um, you know, I think that's uh, one of the most important things we do is, you uh, recognize members for their good work in the area of safety and health and uh, providing a, a good resource at the end of it, which all will be covered uh, during this podcast. Great. Well, thank you all again for being here. And Kevin, let's stick with you for a minute. Can you start off by giving us some background on AGC's Willis Towers Watson Construction Safety Excellence Awards Program? Tell us what it is and, and how it works. Sure. The program is designed to recognize companies that have developed and implemented, you know, I'd say premier safety and loss prevention programs um, and, you know, strive for continuous improvement. Um, you know, the judges look at what we think are the main categories of a safety and health program, management commitment, employee involvement, training, um, and safety innovation. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, different than a lot of your other awards programs, whereas this isn't just based on metrics, uh, injury and illness data. Um, it's really a look at a company's, uh, you know, program, as I said, the management commitment, you know, how involved is the CEO? Um, you know, how do they respond to um, unique hazards? Um, you know, how do they engage the employees? And there's a two-step process to um, the program. You know, you submit your application, um, and then it goes through a first round of judging, initial judging that takes place in January, um, where applicants are judged by their peers, um, as well as chap AGC chapters, uh, safety and health professionals. And from that first round of judging, that determines who goes on to the finals judging, which is held during our annual convention. And at that time, you know, as Mike mentioned, he's one of five judges. You have a, a panel of five independent judges that um, sit through and they listen to the uh, uh, five minute presentations. And then there's a 10 minute Q&A portion. And, you know, what I really like about our program is that, um, as I call it, uh, you know, winners, um, well, they're all winners, but, uh, you know, first, second and third are all determined in real time. So I, I think it's uh, a unique program. I think it's one that uh, everyone benefits from, even those who don't make it to finals at convention. I think it, it, it provides them an opportunity to examine their safety and health programs, to identify you know, where there are any gaps, where they can improve, get better. So it, it's really a great program. And I think it's uh, you know, demonstrated by the consistent number of uh, contractors that participate each year. And um, the one thing I do want to point out is that, you know, all applicants are um, competing against like contractors. If you're a highway contractor, you're competing against other highway contractors. If you're specialty contractors, it's, you're competing against other specialty contractors. Um, and as far as size is concerned, you know, no company is too small. We do a good job of making sure that uh, there's a level playing field. So um, I think it's a great program overall. Okay, great. Thanks, Kevin. 
Faith Technologies won first place in the CSEA category for specialty contractors. And then you were selected among all the first place winners as the 2020 Safety Excellence Grand Award winner. First, let me say congratulations. Thank you. I've heard you say that one of the judges put a challenge out there and the challenge was, how are you gonna share this with industry? How has Faith Technologies been sharing its safety knowledge with the industry? Just a little bit of history. So uh, Faith Technologies actually won the award twice, uh, once in 2010 uh, and then again in 2020. Um, I think we had a miss in 2010, we, we, we didn't, I think we had a different mindset back then, and we, we certainly didn't um, share best practices with, with the industry at the level we should have. So challenging our, our, uh, our team, our organization to uh, live up to one of the judge's expectations on, on, and the questions is how are, how are we going to share with the industry? We brainstormed and we came up with an idea of basically a video series called Charged. It's a six part series. Uh, focused on what Faith Technologies does to enhance safety, enhance the culture around safety. It points out the opportunities that are created by doing that, by creating that culture of, of caring and, and uh, creating that culture of uh, continuous improvement and then applying that. Because at the end of the day, uh, we become more productive our employees become more successful and, and we drive success through our employees to our customers. So six part series, the first three videos are focused on health and wellness, uh, full body wellness, encompassing the mind, body and soul. And the next three uh, videos are focused on really best practices on strategies that we've implemented over the years such as construction manufacturing, focusing on displaced labor, pre-con or engineering, the plans are so ultimately important. We believe that being consultants in this industry versus competitors, are, are it, it's our duty um, winning this award. So that's what we're gonna try to do through that video series, Charged. And folks can watch that series on Faith Technologies website. Yes, uh, they can watch it on Faith Technologies website. Uh, I think also there's some links on AGC's and Willis's websites also. And we'll make sure we have some links in, in the show notes to this podcast. As your video series does describe in detail, and, and I've watched the videos that you've posted, they really tell a very inspiring story. And I think definitely give an inside look at kind of how you've built your company culture You've placed safety at, at the center of your, your culture. And, you, and as you just described, made a conscious choice to connect safety and wellness together. Can you tell us how this has changed your business for the better? Back in the day, and, and I, I would say, you know, being involved in this industry some 36 plus years, we thought we had to pick between being safe and being productive. And we also had a lot of a lot of mindsets and stereotypes around what, what that took. Um, what we've proven over the years is that that's false. By empowering people, by helping people uh, connect the care factor to what they do every day, they actually come up with great ideas, innovative ideas, and, and make the difference. So we do hundreds of thousands of tasks a day safely, and, and we, we know how to plan for that. 
Uh, I think most everybody on this, this, uh, listen to this podcast probably do that as contractors. What we know we needed to do was, was take it to the next level. So how do we, how do we not only plan to be safe, but we also set up our employees to have the mind, body, and soul to be able to do that. So the mind, obviously you have to work through the plans. You have to have to continue to, you know, plan to be, be not only the test on the job, but also your well-being. Can I lift this? Can I, can I bend and, and uh, can I stretch and, and do this task safely and, and those type of things. Uh, so you gotta, you have to think through that. And then the body has to, has to be able to do those tasks and uh, be able to fulfill the requirements. And then the soul, you just got to want it, right? You just got to want to be able to do that. And we, what we found is by, by attaching the care factor of mind, body, and soul to the plans, to the initiatives of being of, of safety and, and, you know, culturally what safety meant from the beginning, uh, we were able to take our, our safety program to the next level. And um, the numbers don't lie. I mean, our, since we did that, I would say we started that journey back in, in after we won the, the grand award in 2010, till now we've, we've uh, decreased our total recordable incident rate from a 3.14 down to a 0.42 in that decade. And doing that by, by really not only looking at the fundamental parts of, of safety and practices, but also tying the mind, body, and soul and the full wellness into the initiative. Mike, and that decrease that you just cited in your total recordable incident rate, um, that amounted to an 87% decrease because I think uh, my notes I, I saw on your video, you completed more than 7.6 million hours worked. It, that's correct. Right, yeah, right. So we're talking a lot of hours. Um, and then from your your the program that you're following, I also noted you had a 240% increase in hours worked. Yes, so that talking is correct. about increasing productivity definitely goes to what you were saying that you're um, staying on a path to being successful and safe. Correct. Can you talk a little bit about um, if and 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 if so, what we've experienced as far as a surge in innovation and maybe give us an example. So there's a couple of things that we've done very innovative over the years um, that is getting a lot of traction, I think is, is absolutely helping us with not only the, the numbers, you as you just stated, but also the continuous improvement, kind of how that works. So uh, one, one thing we implemented, we call it construction manufacturing. So the industry calls, uh, does a lot of prefab, but Faith Technologies has taken that kind of to the next level and said, okay, how can we not only take the hours and displace the hours from the job site into a uh, prefab uh, facility? What Faith does is basically says, how can we take those hours and, and produce construction manufactured assemblies? So it's not only uh, displacing that labor, but it's also bringing a lot of value to the customers when it comes to what it takes to be a manufacturer. So manufacturing has increased productivity and has, has much better safety results than construction does. So how do we take some of those best practices that man manufacturing has, has done over the years and apply it to what the construction industry does? So we do that by focusing on manufacturing best practices versus just prefab. And, and create a standard 
assemblies that we design into our projects. Our ultimate goal there is, is to displace 30% of the labor hours required on the job site into a manufacturing facility. What we like about that is basically, uh, I think we're going on two years now, uh, we're in year two, knock on wood, of a total recordable incident rate in our manufacturing facility of zero. Mike, you've said that zero isn't even a goal anymore. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah, I think ultimately the goal is yeah, with, with everybody when it comes to safety is, is, is really, how can we make sure that all of our employees and all of the people that rely on, on us every day to make a living, to, to, to create their dreams, fulfill their dreams, can do, can do that. So uh, zero, as, as we know, is, is very achievable. We do hundreds of thousands of tasks a, a, a year safely. We know how to be safe by just looking at the tasks. What we really need to focus on now though is full success of, of the people that are involved in this industry. How can we make sure that, that they fulfill their needs of, of life, their goals of, of life, and, and make sure that, that we contribute to that? I also wanted to ask you a, a little bit more about your wellness program. Faith Technologies has been recognized nationally for its wellness program. Can you tell us what this means to you personally and how the leadership at Faith Technologies has focused on wellness and really made the program a priority? Our wellness program started a little over 10 years ago. Back then, we actually contemplated, uh, in, in like most companies did back then, making an investment in wellness. Was it going to pay off? So what's our return on our investment? So we were doing wellness before wellness was cool. Um, today, wellness is very cool. So, so today, um, our wellness program basically is, is, is the base on how we establish our core values and how our culture is, is formed around or in, in faith technologies. You have to have that base of caring. You have to have that base of, 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 of truly, truly wanting and, and needing our employees to be successful. And that starts with health, not only physical health, but mental health. I would say our return on our investment over the years have been off the charts successful. Uh, I don't even know how we measure it. I know, I know this, we have uh, just the stats will tell you, you know, our safety stats, our productivity stats and that type of stuff will we'll tell you that. Um, and then that our retention rates of, of employees will tell you that we've been very successful, ultimately having a core culture around wellness is critical to success in, in organizations and contractors. Thanks, Mike, for your leadership and for being on the show with us today. And I hope folks check out your video series. And I know you've got a blog on your website as well. And as I said, we'll put all that information in the show notes today. Yeah, one, one thing I want to add, Leah, basically is we compete with very few in this industry. We'd love to partner with many in this industry. We'd love to share uh, what we've learned over the years, um, with what innovation's doing for us. So, uh, you know, please, please watch the video. If you learn some things or have some questions, don't hesitate to call. Uh, we really, truly want to help make this industry better. Great, thank you. Rocky, safety audits are a great leading indicator for any firm's program, whether you're tracking the quality of your audit or the content of your audit or both. Can you tell us about your program and how Faith Technologies uses the outcome of its audits? 
Yeah, thank you. So, I mean, like like a lot of companies, we've we've had audit programs in the past, and you know they they check the box to make us compliant. You know, so we 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 had the minimum, we did the we did what was required by OSHA, but it really wasn't you know getting us the information that we needed to not only get better and safer, but to continue to engage our employees. You know, so in the past, you know, we were averaging anywhere between three thousand and four thousand audits a year. You know, those are being performed by, you know, safety team members and a, a few of our management team, you know, out there on sites. And, and it, it wasn't where we needed it to, to be. So, you know, we changed up and went to um, iAuditor, which a lot of a lot of companies use. It's a great platform. Um, and, and we chose that route because of the analytics that it provides us. So so we have that piece. We're getting the feedback. But what we've also done, you know, besides just our 35 plus safety professionals, but we've included our executive team members, our project leadership, our field leadership, and even our new employees uh, to perform, you know, the hazard recognitions audits. They might not be performing a full um, site safety audit that one of my safety team would be, but we're asking them to, you know, identify hazards, communicate these hazards and correct them, you know, from day one, you know, not just relying on others to do things. And, you know, by doing that, not only did we increase our audits from, you know, around you know, three to 4,000 a year to around three to 4,000 a month, you know, we've completed, you know, um, over 25,000 audits in 2019. Um, and year to date, we're already at that number coming at the end of third quarter. So we'll blow way past that. But it, it's it's the analytics and the data that we're getting in these that are able to concentrate not only what we look at on job sites, but how we train, you know, what information we put out via our daily safety bulletins that we send out to all of our employees. But you know, what are we seeing that can make us better? Not just the low-hanging fruit that we check the box and move on, is how can we make a direct impact with these audits? And it is something that's been very successful for us. Um, it's changed the way that we look at things. It's how we evaluate some of our leaderships on sites as well. Um, but it's a, it's a company-wide approach, just not something the safety team's doing. That analysis piece is, is really ensuring that you don't repeat problems yeah, that, that's correct. You know, if, if identifying uh, an issue or a hazard is one thing, but being able to correct it and communicate it and learn from it moving forward, you know, that's that's the most important part of that. Great. Can you walk us through a few elements of your safety program that you really think demonstrate and engage safety culture? Yeah, I, I would start off with our, our safety training. I, I would look at our training as, as some of the best in class. You know, we, we have to, you know, relook at the way we're doing things now. Um, with with COVID and things like that, but we're still putting a lot of emphasis on the training side, working directly with our learning and development department, providing the best training we can in a virtual set setting right now. Uh, so that's a very important piece, and and also you know the engagement piece of of our employees. You know, so so in 2019, you know, we had 99.5 percent of all of our employees go home incident free. You know, so so what we're trying to focus on right now is that last, you know, half a percent. You know, what do we got to do? What do we got to um, continue to work with our employees to get them engaged to understand that, you know, this is a, a holistic approach. It's not just safety teams making us do this or, you know, corporates making us do this. It's as faith as a whole. How do we continue to get better? So the engagement piece has been extremely important to us. So each morning. At six o'clock, every one of our employees, um, you know, company wide, gets a daily safety question sent to them. 
It's randomly chosen. Um, some of it's about faith-specific items. Some of them it's OSHA-related. Some of them it's mental health-related. You know, and this goes out to every single one of our employees nationwide, in, including Mike Jansen and myself. Um, I believe Mike might have a little better score than me right now, but I'm working on catching up to him on that. But, uh, but it's it's a way to engage the employee each morning before they start work and have that little safety component. You know, they don't. We're not, you know, testing them, you know, purely on their knowledge. You know, we want them to have that question. If they know it, great. But if not, you know, ask your coworker. You know, look it up. You know, call a safety team member. You know, this is one one test that it's okay to to cheat or or talk to your buddy about because at the end of the day, you know, we want them to understand, you know, what they're doing, what they're working with to provide, you know, them with, you know, more guidance each morning. So, you know, we start off the day with that piece. We have our uh, ORM process, which is our occupational risk management process, which is, you know, the, the groups, the, the teams, you know, their individual crews get together each morning and they talk about what they're going to do. They put it on a whiteboard. It's living, it's breathing, it's there. You know, they do that right along with their stretch and flex that they revisit. Not only are they do it in the morning, but they revisit again at lunch. And then we close out each workday with a safety bulletin that goes out to each employee. You know, it might be, you know, um, a motivational quote. It might be a near miss that was reported in one of our locations that we're trying to educate our entire organization on. Um, it might be a new policy that's out there. It might be a recognition piece for a job site. But so we start and end the end the end the day with a safety component, and all that flows through each month. Uh, we have uh, an M3 call, which is our company wide phone call that every employee in the company, all three thousand employees, take the time to you know, sit down and listen to what the hot topics are that month, what's coming up. You know, you know, Mike starts the meeting off. We we start right off with safety, going over not only the stats, but any, you know, hot topics that are out there, any trends that we're seeing. Um, you know, Mike talked about the mind, body, and soul piece. You know, it's a lot more comforting as an employee, you know, know that you can show up to work each day and you know what's going on in the company. You're not waiting Oh, where's my next job going to be? You know, you know ahead of time, you know, where you're going, what's happening, the state of the company. And, you know, they are able to take that mental state, you know, finish their job each day safely and go home to their family or whoever they have waiting for them at home and why they're working. You know, that that's their why. You know, they're working for something and getting them to go home with a good mental state, you know, is just as important as them going home safely. Uh, it's broadcasted through a, a webinar. Um, they can call in, they can um, log in via their computer or their phone. Um, it's actually recorded too. So if for some reason they're traveling and can't um, listen to it, you know, live, um, it stays live out on our portal where they can go back and, um, you know, listen to it if they missed anything. And a lot of our sa daily safety questions that we push out are related to that meeting. So it's kind of that, um, that, that school side, you know, what you learned in your lecture, can you, can you um, apply it to your to your question? So we, we push individuals back to that because there's a lot of really good information related to that um, that phone call. Yeah, that's great. And really keeping folks engaged from the start of the day to the end of the day to the tying it all together through the monthly meetings and making great use of technology because, uh, you know, the fact that you're recording and people can listen on demand, um, it seems the direction that that we've all been moving in lately, but um, something that sounds like you started quite some time ago. That's correct. Rocky, thanks for sharing all that with us. I, I also wanted to ask you what your experience has been with the Safety Excellence Award Program, and if you could share your message to companies who haven't entered the award competition before, just based on um, what your experience has been. 
I look at this award process as, you know, a, a learning process each year. You know, there, there is, you know, there was 120 applications that came in this year that got narrowed down to the top 60. You know, those are 60 of the top companies in the country at what they do. There's a lot of great minds that talk about, you know, you know, how to, how they deal with concrete, how they deal with electrical, how they deal with, you know, um, crane work, you know, they're the experts. So being able to listen to what they say and take components of how they, whether it's how they communicate, how they interact with their, with their own people is what, what helps us get better. You know, there's a lot of things that we do from an innovation side at, at faith that we came up with. There's a lot of things that we've, you know, seen other folks do and, you know, put our spin on them. So there's, there's always ways to learn and improve, you know, just by entering the competition, you know, the, the competition itself, it's, it's, um, it's pretty rigorous, you know, to be able to win. It's not just a, you know, fill out an application, pay your money, get your award. And, you know, it's not like that. This is something you have to have to earn, but, um, but you should have to earn this. If, you know, we're going to say it's construction safety excellence award and it's the best of the best, you know, it's, definitely should be earned, not given, but it's, it's a process I've been a part of, you know, going on, you know, 10 or 12 years now. Um, I look at this award board program each year as, you know, professional development for myself. You know, I'm always learning anytime that whether I'm involved in the, you know, initial judging process or we're putting an application in on our own, there's always ways to look at what we're doing and find ways to get better. Um, the, the, the initial judging piece, you know, with with having some of the top safety professionals in the country, you know, evaluate a program, you know, that's that's a lot just on its own. You know, the feedback that individuals, companies get, whether they make it to the finals or not, you know, is extremely valuable. Getting that cold dives review or third party review of your program is is just going to make you better. You see where you're at in the industry. You know, there's there's different trends each year, you know. One year, it's wellness is a big issue. You know, the next year, you know, it was employee engagement or mental health. You know, it as being able to keep up with, you know, what are the hot topics out there? Because if another company is deal dealing with it, there's a pretty good chance we are as well in some capacity. So being able to network and interact with others and learn, it's, it's a great program. Uh, yes, at the end of the day, there's awards given out and there's a winner, but the process itself pulls out the best information that some of the top companies in the country are doing to make their employees and make their company safer, you know, and that's the part that's invaluable. You know, you, you can't put a price tag on what that is. So, you know, the, the document that's put out, you know, each year, um, through, through Willis is, is outstanding. You know, if you were an upstart company, uh, you know, in day one and someone said, Hey, how can I be better at safety? I would say, take that 2020 document and learn and play off of that. Because if you do a portion of those things, you're going to be better than most. And um, it's overall, it's a great program. Very passionate about it. You know, we we learn each year. You know, the years we we win, the years we don't. But it's it's a great program, and we'll continue to be a part of it for years to come. Thanks, Rocky. Appreciate you highlighting some of the unique aspects of your safety program. And thanks a lot for sharing all your personal experiences with us. Thank you, Mike Friedabel. I I want to talk with you uh, about the the document that Rocky just alluded to and for more than 30 years Willis Towers Watson and AGC have been partnered in the CSEA program for the last eight consecutive years 
we have captured and shared safety management best practices gleaned from the competing companies' submissions. Can you explain just how that works? Sure, Leah. I mean, first of all, like Rocky alluded to, there's a lot of hard work that go that goes into this. We have probably 30 preliminary judges that, you know, donate their time to come and help do the preliminary judging. Nausea, Kevin and I, and the um, safety performance subcommittee that Rocky's on work hard to try to design, you know, the application, make sure it's fair, make sure it covers all the bases. But it's a pretty involved process. And just the competition itself is four full days at AGC National Convention. So there's a lot of moving parts with this. And over the years, I think we've got it really fine tuned to where it goes super smoothly. We've anticipated hiccups and bugs in the process that I feel it gets better and better every year. But it, it begins with uh, about 120 applications like Rocky mentioned this year. And, and, and we take notes, you know, all through it. The preliminary judges make notes and capture those. And we take that information. Um, during the actual competition, I ask all the other judges to make notes of things that they really like, that they think are above and beyond what, you know, just rules and regulations and OSHA, uh, and they do that. And the other thing is we have two volunteer AGC members that take notes during all of the presentations. They actually sit there for four full days and try to capture things because as a judge, you want to make eye contact and you want to listen really, really well. And it's more important to do that than to make a, a bunch of notes. And so that's, you know, that team there helps uh, provide a lot of feedback every year when we're, you know, it, it's, it's quite involved and we want to try to get every year. The goal I think is to try to make it better than the year before the competition was originally designed for smaller contractors. Uh, you know, people wanted to improve their program. It has a pretty extensive self-assessment checklist that the applicants have to go through. So you do that and, and, and then you get up and actually present. And, uh, and that's the difference, like uh, Kevin said, between this program and some of the other um, programs that are out there. You know, some of the things that come out of this too, you know, we have a gallery. You can sit in the gallery and listen to all the presentations. And over the years, as, as Rocky will tell you, that the gallery gets bigger and bigger. It gets way bigger toward the last couple of days when everybody comes to the convention on Monday, but it's usually packed and people are listening and trying to learn. And then after the competition, you know, we have a, a judge's debrief where a lot of the contestants come into a room and, and the group can ask any kind of question they want of the judges. How do you, you know, whatever it is. And we try to encourage them and help them, uh, you know, be better uh, each year. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say that it sounds like for any safety professional, I mean, an incredible experience as, as you're talking, I'm thinking to sit and just listen through um, the presentations and, and hearing people talk about their safety programs, ideas and strategies that are that are coming out of this. Um, but you are assembling this document, as you said, with your fellow judges. And so can you walk us through what are the categories that are covered in this uh, best practices report? Kind of breaking it down into the categories that are covered. And then it would be great if you could highlight, just like give some examples of um, what are some takeaways, maybe using the 2020 report as an example. Sure, Leah. Thank you. We published the uh, annual uh, AGC best practice document 
that is available on AGC's website and, and other places. For 2020, there were almost 400 construction safety management best practices and ideas to share with the industry. And that's all in the document. And that's quite a bit. But, you know, the, the categories are by design and, and we feel they're in order of effectiveness, kind of like the hierarchy of controls. And I absolutely believe that ownership, leadership, and participation is the key to any program, just like Mike's um, talking today about. And, and then you go all the way through the more least effective control measures, which are training and PPE. And it, it's kind of interesting when I, if you look at the first document um, that was done eight years ago, a majority of the probably 200 items that were in there were mostly training. And as we ask uh, contestants to talk a little bit about what they're doing in each of these categories that I'll talk about in a minute, now we have a, a really good balance between all eight categories. And it was kind of funny, you know, year one, you know, this is the Associated General Contractors and under the heading of subcontractor management, we had one contestant mention something about that. So I thought that was a little odd. And as you'll see in this year's and the previous years, you know, we've got a lot more uh, information and best practices under uh, trade partner and subcontractor management. But the first, um, category is senior manage management ownership and participation. And a couple of things that struck me this year was one contestant talked about their core value of, of builder businessmen. And they, they had a big initiative to where they were trying to help all employees understand the construction business and not just go out and do the work and get it done on schedule. But, you know, how is estimating done? How does how do we look at a schedule, the whole thing? And and, and I thought that was trying to teach, you know, the craft workers more about the business of construction. And another one that kind of struck my eyes, the COO of a large construction company decided he was going to enroll in a safety management course at a local university. And just think of how that speaks volumes to, to all levels of the company, that the CEO, who's usually a busy person, decided that they were going to spend the time. And it wasn't just a, a one-day course, it was over... Um, a couple of months, and I think that that speaks volumes of participation and support. Under risk identification and analysis, which is a question that I ask a lot of times, is if you don't know, looking back, where you've been, how do you know how you're going to go forward? And I think Rocky mentioned the phenomenal number of um, inspections that Fake Technologies does over the year, and I think that's how you, uh, you identify and how you predict where the next uh, likelihood of an incident is going to occur. But one couple of things under that category is this company built a risk register that highlights uh, what they do from risky to least risky. And I think unless you're looking at risk up, you know, starting in the estimating phase, then you may miss something that um, down the road. And the other thing that I thought was kind of interesting under this section was, you know, we, we measure OSHA incident and frequency rates, but you know, there's a lot of other risk associated with a project like general liability and builder's risk. And this company developed a property damage and general liability incident rate based on work hours, just like for employee injuries. And, and again, you're trending things that sometimes are hard to trend, which I thought was kind of cool. Under task design, engineering controls for safety, I mean, this is engineering it out. You know, if you can eliminate it, then you don't have to worry about it. And this one company, they put in a, a they eliminated plastic danger tape and caution tape on projects because they're just so problematic. They're down, 
they don't get maintained and you just end up with a bunch of tape sometimes float, flopping around on a project. And they went strictly to hard barricades using cones and plastic uh, bars to eliminate all the issues related to danger tape. And, and so that's engineering, I think, something out. Uh, with virtual reality and, and others, one company used virtual reality to, to go through the project uh, and the future project and use it to place and design anchorage points better than just looking at a piece of paper. So I thought that was kind of innovative. Under safe work methods and planning and, and validation, um, one company completes an activity hazard analysis for all DFOWs with distinguishing features of work and, and must be submitted prior to start. Another thing another company did is after a project has started and is 10% complete, they shut the whole project down, get all the craft workers and everyone involved with it so far and kind of do a pre-plan for the next phase or part of the project, which I think is a good idea. Um, worker engagement, involvement and participation, which is key. Uh, one company did a click fix and win program and it encouraged employees to, to find problems, report them, and then there was a monetary award for that. One really cool um, uh, thing that I noticed under worker engagement involvement is a company, you know, they spent a ton of money on a ballistic dummy and they put him in a box or she in a box up first at 12 feet and then at 20 feet and pushed it out of the box and then it, it had organs and everything else inside of the dummy. And then afterwards, while the craft workers were around, an actual physician came in and examined the um, ballistic dummy and talked about the effects of a, of a 12 foot fall and a 20 foot fall. So that was really kind of an innovative thing I saw this year. Under safety training and validation of training, um, the uh, company uh, created a safety orientation video specifically for temporary labor and labor brokers. Parts of the country don't worry about that, but in the southeast and in the in the central part of the country, it's a big issue. And you know they decided to be proactive and do something in that area. Um, and another thing, you know, healthcare is a big area of construction right now that is booming, even though you know through the pandemic and everything. But things are different. This company created a you know three-tier course on healthcare construction safety. And also they did data centers and they had a data center university training program, which helped educate electricians on hidden data center hazards. Um, under subcontractor management, you know, they do it. One company did an annual trade partner summit, invite everybody in, feed them lunch and, and then talk with them. Um, so, and then finally under emergency and crisis management, you know, like, uh, Mike mentioned this company used a full-time on-site healthcare company to, to help manage these things. And they also trained their supervisors on the signs and symptoms of suicide. And they actually prevented an employee from committing suicide by through this training and through this recognition in 2019. Wow, packed with incredible information. If folks listening weren't excited to go take a look at the 2020 report, um, I'm sure that they are now, and it sounds like you can pick something from one or several of these categories and just try it out. Mike, in your experience, uh, does the best practices report, do you feel that it helps others learn from America's safest companies and, and get their safety management systems to the next level? Yes, I absolutely do. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of funny. We published this thing through AGC and Willis Towers Watson, and you know, and like you said in the beginning, Leah, it's free. And, you know, it, you know, we believe that 
safety practices are not proprietary. And like Mike said, let's share more. Let's get together. I mean, you know, yeah, how you build something and how you price it, all that kind of stuff is proprietary. But let's make the industry better and let's share these things. And this document is one way to do it. But I also think that networking with others and, and we've had companies that take this and meet as small peer groups and kind of look at some of the things particular to their their type of business and, and they learn from it. So I would highly encourage people to take a look at it and share it. And uh, this thing goes all over the world. One of the judges was um, chief of ground safety for the United States Air Force. And then Tony Militello is, is, is uh, chief of safety for the Navy and Marines. And it goes all over the world to all the military bases. So yes, please feel free to share it. I think if you take a little time and look at it, that you can find a few tidbits in there that'll help you move to the next level. Well, thank you, Mike Friedabel, for all of the time and effort and work that you put into all of this. And thank you and Willis Towers Watson for your partnership on the CSEA program. And we look forward to continued work with you in the future. Kevin, for folks interested in participating in the 2021 CSEA competition, when will we start accepting applications and how long do uh, people have to apply? Application will be launched on October 1st of this year um, and it will close on December 15th. Um, you can go to www.agc forward slash CSEA and that will take you to the page where you'll find um, you know a lot of information on the program um, as well as the application form itself. Okay and we'll be putting that link in the show notes so it's right there for people to click on. Don't you also have something in the works uh, a webinar that you're going to be hosting to tell people more too about the whole program? Yes um, we'll be hosting a webinar on October 22nd and that will you know the purpose of it is to um, you know introduce those who are not familiar with the program to the CSEA uh, program but also um, you know cover any you know um, you know updates or changes to the application or the application process which um, you know are very few at this point in time but it's an opportunity to uh, you know raise awareness about it hopefully attract more um, you know, applicants and answer any questions that uh, that might be uh, out there from the attendees. Lots of opportunities to find out more information about the 2021 competition. And thanks for sharing all that with us today, Kevin. And thanks again to Mike Jansen and Rocky Roulette and Mike Friedabel for all the information that you shared on today's episode. And thanks everyone out there for listening. We really appreciate it. This has been the AGC Constructor Cast. Please subscribe to ConstructorCast from your podcast app or stream all available episodes right from your computer at www.agc.org slash ConstructorCast. And if you found value in this episode, please leave a rating and review. It helps people discover the show.